Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This is Cruise Control, Control. your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news will fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin because you're on Cruise Cruise Control. Yes, indeed. Your ride has begun. Welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I am Les Jackson. The other guy you're about to hear is Fred Staub. Hello. We are here each and every week uh, to take you on a ride through the auto industry. We assume everyone's belted up. <laughs> and um, you, got, uh, you got your coffee in the coffee uh, holder, cup holder. So... What do you think, Fred? Do you think we have enough information to fill the hour? Uh, we have plenty less because there's more reveals. There's always more. a reveal. This time it's Audi. It's adding to its e-tron lineup, rapidly expanding, and they're expanding it this week with the Q4 and Q4 Sportback. Some good-looking vehicles, a little bit more affordable, and they're going to have some even more affordable models after that. Yes, indeed. And if you wanted a uh, Durango Hellcat, you might just be in luck. Uh, turns out, it's like it's like Fritos. They could they just keep making them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, and and uh, we're going to ask this question, and Les and I are going to discuss it. Are the days of the traditional brick and mortar car dealer numbered? Thanks to some new upstarts, and there's a lot of new upstarts out there, people like Rivian and and others, and uh, yeah, could be a sea change, right? It could be. Uh, it's it's definitely changing. Um, and we're talking tech, as we always love to do. Ford is going hands off with its level two over uh, the air update. It's over the air update in their existing cars called Blue Cruise. Now this doesn't mean it's a completely autonomous car, it's semi-autonomous. But the neat thing is, unlike Super Cruise, which is GM's brand, you can actually take your hands off the wheel. And unlike Tesla, it actually exists. So. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So uh, big competition there. We'll talk about that. I also think we've got to talk about maybe level two is, is enough. We don't need full autonomous I, cars. I think, well, we'll ultimately get them. But but um, like everything else, uh, we need to phase carefully into these things so everybody's on board. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to talk about Michelin. They want to be much more than a tire manufacturer. And uh, we'll tell you about some of the areas of the auto industry they want to get involved with. Um, and they make great tires, but they want to get involved with some other areas. So we'll talk about that. I'm also going to yeah. answer the question, what's a car thing, Les Jackson? Uh, I'm anxious to hear that. <laughs> All right. Because uh, well, I'm surrounded by car things. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll answer all of that and more when we come back on Cruise Control. 
Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You can do that all by going over to cruisecontrolradio.com. We will be right back, so keep it buckled up. Cruise Control is live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern on Facebook and YouTube. For the latest news on new models, automotive tech, industry insider interviews, and new vehicle reviews, tune in live starting at 10 a.m. Eastern every Saturday on YouTube and Facebook Live. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We're glad you're here. We're going to talk a little bit about what Audi has been up to this week. And that is revealing some more models in their e-tron lineup, including the Q4 and the Q4 Sportback, which is pretty cool. And uh, e-tron, of course, is their all-electric version of the vehicles. These things are beautiful. They're well-engineered. Yep, extremely. Uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the features of of these vehicles. Uh, I love some of the right. This right from their release: muscular surfacing and athletic stance underscores the bold design and SUV proportions. Well, that's kind of accurate. <laughs> it is pretty muscular looking, I have to say. Um, they're estimating on a full charge, they will travel 250 miles on the Q4. Uh, although the full estimates are not available just yet. Uh, these things are going to be quick, though. Uh, a decent amount of horsepower from these things. Uh, there's two motors. And the output is at 220 kilowatts of power. Hmm. Wow. Um, I, I mean, look at that thing. That does look ready to pounce, doesn't it? It, it is. Uh, it definitely got the, the movement going there with it just sitting still. It is a SUV, but it's much sportier looking than than most SUVs, I would say. Now they also have the sport back, which makes it look sort of like. I would say sort of like a BMW X6. You know what I'm talking about? The um, that's right, yeah. Where where it is sort of um, sort of a uh, a sedan, uh, a high sedan, I guess you would call it. Um, but they're rapidly expanding their e-tron lineup, uh, which is good to see. And uh, I think once more of these become available, people are going to get real excited about it aren't they well uh they do they do tend to sell well um a sportback for me is just a little bit busy looking mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure it's terrific to drive but i would go with the standard e-tron myself i think that's if you want us something close to a sedan that's what you will get in the future it will have all-wheel yeah. drive it will be high ride but it's basically like a SUV with the the back of it uh, is rounded out into sort of like a fastback look. Uh, you will lose your storage. My thought really is if you're going to get an SUV, you might as well get the room, the capability to haul stuff. What do you think? Well, sure. Um, it is interesting how some SUVs don't really hold a lot of stuff. No, the, the back is pushed down. The back is kind of uh, squashed. The rear window is, you know, like yeah. about that high. And um, 
it it kind of defeats the purpose of it you know it's like making a pickup truck that can only it can only tow like 150 pounds <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of the uh, top year of some years ago when the, th the three idiots uh, d decided to compete with each other. How many dogs they could get into the back uh, of an SUV? Oh wow! And what was the number that they could do? It depends. Well, I, I think... would say it depends on the dog. <laughs> well, these were big dogs. Okay. Um, and I think I think uh, Hammond got maybe six in there. Wow. Well, six doesn't sound like a whole lot. Even six big labs wouldn't wouldn't really well, be. Well, these these were those big, you know, Russian wolfhounds. Uh, well, no, not the not the tall ones, but the kind of uh, bear like <laughs> uh, looking. Yeah, yeah, very I, gentle dogs. Yeah, I'm sure they were like, "I'll play along." Do I get food out of this deal? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that. Uh, Dodge Durango Hellcat. Uh, initially, they were only going to build two thousand of these, which I wonder if that was truly the initial plan. Because why not build as many as you can sell? Uh, they must. Well, they must be knocking that engine out left and right. Uh, they're build. Everything's getting a Hellcat. That's right. Well, as they say in marketing, if you create a sense of urgency, yep, uh, you'll sell and. You know, you see the TV ads where, you know, you've seen the same ad for two years and it still says, if you act in the next 10 minutes, <laughs> Operator we'll, standing we'll send on. this. For, well, you know, uh, but, uh, but apparently that works. Yeah. Yeah. So I would agree with you. I think they always plan to make more. Yep. You know, despite its heavy weight, 5,700 pounds, it can reach zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds. Oh, it's fast. And it can still tow 8,700 pounds. Hey, when we come back, we're going to tell you about the change at your local car dealers. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Check out the live show on our YouTube page, Cruise Control, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We are going to speculate on the future <laughs> of car dealerships. Yes. Uh, the actual facilities. Yeah. Uh, it all comes from this article, Les, uh, in Car Buzz, written by a guy named Jay Traugott, kind of in the industry news section. And he asks, are EV startups like Rivian and Lucid? Are they joining in the fight to do away with regular car dealerships and have what they call factory stores? You've heard a lot about this with Tesla. And right now, Automotive News reports that there are bills uh, introduced in Connecticut, Georgia, Kansas, Massachusetts, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, Ohio, South Carolina, Texas, Vermont, and Washington to allow direct sales. Well, this, they haven't this, been passed. They're just no proposed because there are decades old longstanding uh, regulations lobbied for by the dealer industry in states that require uh, any any 
car to be sold through a dealership. You can't buy direct. Well, what do you think? If they get this, if certain manufacturers like Rivian and others uh, get this and the and the buying experience is so much better, do you think it will push people to buy those electric cars because they just don't want to deal with the hassle? They don't want to deal with the old school tactics, the let me ask my manager or or even taking even if it's an OK experience, even taking four hours to to buy a car. Well, people, right. They don't want to do it. Well, no, um, it diminishes what should be a very pleasant experience. Fun should be fun. And and, um, you know, on the on the dealer's side. They, of course, are saying that, well, you need all these other facets of the dealership in order for people to be able to get their car fixed. And some people need financing and others want to trade them in, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, on the buyer's side, uh, people hate dealing with the buying experience. So either the dealers are going to have to uh, adjust to a modern Amazon-like buying experience, uh, or they they could end up losing a bunch of customers because people. It's only going to take a couple states to take this to the Supreme Court um, and see if it's actually that legal to force the the manufacturer to sell to a dealer. It could be considered restriction of trade, eventually, by some. It could be interpreted yeah. that way. They say you can't, you know, you can say, well, Rivian might say, we don't have money to set up a dealer network. Uh, and so you're saying we can't sell our cars, you know, because uh, you're saying we have to have dealers. And they could say, well, that's restricting us. And also, the electric car lobby may be a lot more powerful and 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 it, in flavor than car dealers um yes uh, but why can't you have some kind of a system where manufacturers can sell directly to the person um and but the person can deal with the franchise dealership for all of the ancillary requirements. <clears throat> and and I, I used to, I mean, right here in Washington, of course, um, members of our press association are the dealers association. And for years, they've said that the lowest profit center in a new car dealership is the new car uh, division. They make turns out a very small profit on the actual sale of the new car. So when you're negotiating with a salesperson, are you basically negotiating what the salesperson's making? In other words, is no, the dealership no. fixed? They're, they're going to make this no matter what. And the only money that you're negotiating is how much commission the salesperson makes. Um. Not quite. The, the way it works is that the salesperson through codes on the paperwork knows how much the dealership has to get out of this 
whatever you're buying. And and the, the salesperson will be will be bonused on being able to make uh, more profit than the bare bottom, but but and, and of course that's what they're working to do. Um, so yeah, if you sell it for MSRP, the salesperson's going to make a portion of that, hmm. but not a huge portion. Well, you know, also the idea of you know, hey, this car's in demand. We're just going to put another sticker on it and add twenty grand yeah. or more to it. I, I, I just, you know, yeah. If people are going to pay that, that's their own darn fault to pay it. They shouldn't. They should just say unacceptable not paying it going somewhere else yeah. we saw this with the ca corvette there were people charging over msrp and they're like that's the way it has to be and then you go 10 miles over to another dealer and they're like no we'll sell it at msrp we can't discount it but we can sell it at msrp which is fair enough right absolutely yeah uh so it's going to be interesting uh and and dealers um they're 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 threatened by this they're not quite sure how to go. Maybe the simplest thing is reestablish your your new car um, office as a, as an online. Um, you know, here's the negotiating price. This is what you get. Come on in and pick it up. How about this? You can do that, and a lot of manufacturers are lose the suits, lose the pinky rings, right, and no commission. They don't work on commission. Have a fixed yeah. price. Say you have. It might not be the, the low, lowest price, but you know what? I'll pay five hundred dollars more not to have a hassle. It'll be like I'll pay it as a courtesy fee. I'd yeah. never pay more and just have the guy say, "Yep, okay, we got the uh, blue one back there. It's got this equipment. Here's the price, um, and that's that's the all-in price." You know and. Don't hide no. fees. Don't surprise people with fees. Oh, here's a $750 paperwork fee. Tell people right up front. It's like, here's what it's going to be. It will be whatever the price is on the window plus the following fees. That's what they want. They don't want surprises and hijinks and exactly and walking out and like you feel like that the dealership wanted to get the better of you and they did. We showed him, you know, we made him pay a thousand dollars more. No one wants that. No, I don't know anyone that wants to buy anything like that. Um, I know, I do know a couple people that really love to haggle. Wow. Well, okay, if you do, that's fine. But most of us don't. No, we just need a car. We like that one. Looks good. What's the price on it? You know, uh, and that's the way it should be. You know. Yeah. You have maybe you have a no haggle price, and if you want to play around for five hundred dollars, you can spend the next three hours, you know, having the guy go back and talk to his manager and games and uh, all kinds of stuff. I don't, I just don't yeah. like it. I I don't like. I get the feeling that a lot of people walk into a dealership, and they're like, "Look at this dope. Let's take him for as much as he can." Now, not not all dealers, but some dealers. And if I ever feel that way, I just leave. And that's the best thing you can do. Same here. Just leave. Say, well, you know what? It's not working out. So, But it, it has to change. We're seeing a change. We're seeing a change with used cars like Vroom and Carvana. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to buying a used car that way. You have the seven-day return policy. You can look it over. I've seen people actually 
post these things on YouTube. And um, like one guy bought a, a Mustang GT. It had different tires, different brand tires on the back than the front. And he asked for he asked for a, uh, a rebate on that. I think they gave him some money back. So we'll have to see if that uh, if that changes. I think it will. So when we come back, we're going to talk about Ford going hands-off with this uh, system called Blue Cruise. So stay tuned. We'll tell you about that and more when we come back on Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. We'll be right back. Got a topic or a vehicle you'd like Cruise Control to cover? Leave us a comment on our Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Time to talk a little tech, Les Jackson. We're going to talk about Blue Cruise. Have you heard about this? Yes, indeed. It is uh, yet another uh, technology or another version of uh, autonomous semi-autonomous technology yeah pretty cool stuff right uh it is cool uh ford i uh, i commend them for it as being very conservative about the way they're rolling this out they're not making outrageous claims uh like some other companies (laughs) (laughs) that uh shall remain tesla uh, yes, shall remain Tesla. Um, and, and you know, it, this is the way to do it. it, it you know, you, this is what you get. This is how it works. Uh, this is when you don't want to take your hands off. And this is when it's okay. It's never okay to read the newspaper or eat a pizza <laughs> or text. Um but you can take your hands off. Yeah, let, let's talk about this. Now, the big thing about this uh, program, Les, is it's going to be an over-the-air update. So they're going to push it to F-150 Mustangs, uh, F-150s and Mustang Mach-Es. They've developed this following 500,000 miles of development testing, and Ford uh, went on 110 thousand mile mother of all road trips across the united states and canada uh that would be interesting to do it's like today you're going to drive a thousand miles (laughs) and you're going to do it for the next 110 days yes you and but but you'll be working so you'll get paid for it so um the 2021 ford f-150 and 2021 mustang mach e vehicles equipped with the available uh, Ford Copilot 360 Active 2.0 Prep Package can receive Blue Cruise later this year with an over-the-air update. Blue Cruise will give drivers the comfort and confidence of hands-free driving on pre-qualified sections of divided highways called hands-free blue zones. And they make up more than 100,000 miles of North American roads. And additional Ford vehicles can receive this technology in coming years, uh, and and they're going to add this beyond the F-150 and Mustang Mach-E. Um, last year, they sent 10 test vehicles across the country, five F-150 pickups and five all-electric Mustang Mach-Es, 
to complete this uh, mother of all road trips. So uh, that is a lot of research, isn't it? So it sounds like this is kind of geofenced, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, if you think about it, look at all the conditions this has to work in. Mm-hmm. They're showing a picture of a guy. Uh, it's certainly a divided highway. There's a Jersey barrier in between the two sides of the road. So what we call New Jersey barrier, Jersey barrier, which it's sort of that it would push you back into the lane if you tried to drive up on it, which is uh, was a great development, by the way, for traffic safety, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um this uh, really, this is this is how people are going to uh, universally phase into self-driving. Um, you know, much like getting used to um, uh, anti-lock brakes, much like getting used to automatic transmissions seventy years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the way to do it. You you know you 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 don't have to just. Uh, Get into something you've never been in and tell it to go somewhere and hope that it doesn't kill you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, we are going to look a little bit more at this. It is affordable. Now, if you remember, I believe the Tesla hands-free driving, it was what, uh, $10,000? $10,000. A round figure. uh, Yeah, uh, that's... It's a lot of money for something that doesn't actually work. Uh-huh. Now, the Ford model on 2021 F-150 and 2021 Mustang Mach-E, customers will be able to purchase Blue Cruise software, including a three-year service period for $600 starting in the hmm. second half of 2021. So that's three years worth. Um, and uh, for the F-150, the Blue Cruise is available as part of the Ford Copilot 360 prep package for a total of $1,595, $600 for the software, $995 for the hardware. Uh, so uh, for the Mach-E Blue Cruise, it comes standard on the CA Route 1 package, premium and first edition variants, and it's available on Select Trim for $3,200, $600 for the software, $2,600 for the rest of the package. Um, so much more affordable, isn't it? Much more. Do you think you could, this is designed that you could put it in yourself? Uh, well, hardware? well, I don't know what the hardware is. I, if it's more sensors than that. I don't either. I'm assuming it's some wiring harness. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say what it is, what it's made up of. Um, the software will just come in by itself. One night, you'll press a button yeah. and we'll do an update. Oh, it's probably got some sensors, some wiring. Yes. Um, but the dealer, I'm sure, will, would be putting it in. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it, it, might be, it might be an involved install. I don't think it's just sockets for stuff to plug in. and there. No. It's a socket like and two bolting, screw, <laughs> screw holes. Like bolting on a new carburetor. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. I think uh, I think that's probably a dealer install, and I think they want it to be a dealer install, probably for uh, for uh, reasons, you know, for uh, uh, insurance reasons. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. But I, you know, uh, this is it. This is more of the future right here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're listening to Cruise Control, your 
on Air Automotive Magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson, none other than Les Jackson. So (laughs) we are taking you on a ride (laughs) around the automotive industry. Let's talk a little bit about Michelin. And it's interesting, their expansion plans. Of course, Michelin, obviously known for tires, all kinds of tires. Well, uh, now also they they do sell, they have been selling uh, for quite a while. Uh, some automotive aftermarket products is you and I uh, a number of years ago received uh, their smart jumper cables. I still have them still use. I them. still have them too. Yeah. Uh, I have Michelin wipers on my car. Right. Um, but some of that's like kind of, you know, it's just um, branded by them. It's made yeah, by someone else. Sure. Now, what they're looking to go into are three different areas, hydrogen power, 3D metal printing, and medical devices. Mm. Uh, so that's that's a big expansion for them. Uh, it They expect the fastest growth from to come from its business of making hydrogen power systems for vehicles. And they forecast it will grow 200 million euros in 2025 to 1.5 billion Mm. by the end of the decade now you talk about that we talk about hydrogen power you don't hear it you don't hear it mentioned that often in the uh in you know outside of the automotive industry i mean if you're just if you look at the news they're just talking about electric vehicles electric vehicles in a sense a hydrogen vehicle is electric vehicle but uh, I doubt many of them really think about that, but obviously other companies are. If a company like Michelin is looking to invest in it, uh, they must see a real future for uh, fuel cell vehicles, right? I believe there is, uh, and I, I really believe that they'll take over one day. Mm-hmm. Not too soon, but it, it's the most efficient way to create electricity in a vehicle yeah yeah and certainly there's some talk that this might be a solution for class 8 trucks and things like that Um, and then they also want to get into 3d metal printing which uh, of course sounds quite interesting that's not much more information on that on this article but 3d metal printing obviously for they become vendors for manufacturers to be able to put together and print right. uh, sophisticated brackets and things like that. And medical devices. We don't have really any uh, no, I, information I, I, I don't them. envision a uh, steel-belted radial pacemaker. <laughs> with the with the Babendum uh, man on it? I don't know. That's right. But, I, you know, uh, they're, they're a precision scientific company so it makes sense uh, for a company like that to get into medical devices all right well coming to a store near your you more things from michigan michigan michelin hey i'm fred staub he's les jackson check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter it's all there we'll be right back Get even more automotive content from Cruise Control. Head over to our Cruise Control YouTube page and subscribe. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. Uh, We have so many different 
subjects we've been talking about this week. Yes. Uh, dealership experiences, uh, electric vehicles, um, obviously uh, autonomous vehicles, hydrogen. We just keep you up to date, Les. That's the thing. We're, we're into the future, and uh, we were talking a little bit during the break about uh, what I think is the future in many ways. Uh, and Yamaha has developed a 496 horsepower electric motor. It's a tiny package. Uh, I can't describe it. almost looks like, if you look at it, it almost looks like a transfer case for a four-wheel drive pickup. Yeah, sort of. Um, and it has the gear set in there with a filter for the gear set. They're talking about building these things for electric hypercars. And so you would not have just one 496-horsepower motor. You would have two. <laughs> one on the front <laughs> one axle. One each end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the good thing is that that might be a little bit too much for certain projects, but they're going to include motors ranging from 47 horsepower to 268 horsepower for the smaller units. And some will be used on motorcycles. They even make a motorcycle or two, don't they? They do, yes. Um, and as we had our uh, Lee Newcomb on last week uh, from uh, uh, talking about uh, power use, and uh, we had uh, Tom on uh, from uh, Hummer last week talking about power use, they said, both of them said, all of the, there's going to be just a massive wash of uh, electric uh, power sports vehicles. Uh, in other yep. words, side-by-sides, um, electric motorcycles, uh, all kinds of things like that. And that's what Yamaha is going to jump into. Now, a lot of people on the web, I think there was the best con comment somebody said on this article. They said, how long before Jegs and uh, Summit start selling these things as crepe motors? And all right, Les Jackson, put your prediction hat on. What do you think? How long before we see, let's say, one of these 496 horsepower electric motors packaged with a whole controller and a battery uh, and uh, cables and, you know, kind of a, a in a crate electric car conversion kit? I would bet, I would really bet almost for certain within five years. Yes. And something that, I mean, imagine putting this in. I'll, I'll give you a for instance. We talk about a lot of for instances. It's bench racing. You know, what What would you do? You said uh, during the break that you put it in a Corvair. I'll tell you one that would be crazy to put it in. One of those Factory 5 tube chassis oh, uh, yeah. uh, roadsters. Imagine that. That would be. <laughs> it would be like would a. Be in an aerial yeah. atom, basically, with a little it fiberglass would. body on it. Yeah. Well, it would be like behind me here, this uh, Phil Hill's uh, Lotus Ford uh, Formula One car from 1967, 68. That's 400 horsepower with a, with a weight of 1,200 pounds. <laughs> Power to weight. Craziness. Yeah, power to weight is, you know, you with that kind of uh, power in like your factory five, um, 
you hit that accelerator and it's going to feel like somebody's hitting you in the back of the head with a with a hammer. And think about it. You probably wouldn't need too big a battery because let's say you're only look for 200 mile range or something like that. You yeah. don't you don't need to go big range. It's a sports car, right? Well, that's right. And and since everything is light anyway. Yeah. Um it'll it'll go quite away. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you hit that well, they used to call it a loud pedal. It might <laughs> we'll call it, it the, the torque pedal. The torque pedal. The torque pedal. Yeah, yeah. So cool stuff. Uh, another reveal, Les Jackson, that is happening next week. I don't think you got your invite yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's probably lost in the mail. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Cadillac Lyric, we talked about this. We talked about this last week on Cruise Control. It's kind of a stunning uh, prototype version, and they say the real-life production version will be revealed, and it will be very close to what we saw except the, the side cameras will be actual mirrors. Um, but it is the 2023 Cadillac Lyric. It's going to be built in the U.S. along with the batteries, but it's being revealed, the production version, at the 2021 Shanghai Auto Show in China, which is a perfect place, China, for something that takes place in Shanghai, by the way. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, and some people are kind of upset about that they're like why is this kind of uh uh flagship vehicle being revealed it's be in china when it's built in the u.s well the simple answer is we don't have any car shows right now they're all exactly. all been canceled so uh they're going to reveal it in china real soon uh the one change they say that will happen is it will no longer be a two plus two vehicle that only held four people. It will be, uh, it will have a a bench seat in the back, which is not a big, uh, you know, scale back of the prototype, right? No, um, I think. Uh, well, of course, we will all see that show uh, virtually. Yes. Um, and of course, China is an enormous market for Cadillac and Buick. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense, but it also sort of takes away from our shows. Yeah. And certainly you think about the importance of this vehicle, the GM and a GM, a company that's really trying to emphasize it's going all electric and it's uh, a very high technology vehicle, a high style vehicle. Uh, the fact that it's going to be revealed in Shanghai, well, that's it. You know what? The problem is, if you don't reveal it, it's going to leak out uh, the way the internet is today. And it, so you might as well reveal it. It will be revealed in person April 19th through the 28th in Shanghai. Um, couldn't couldn't it uh, have been? Revealed at the, you know, the the uh, the Oscars. Oh, that's an interesting idea. A big, big uh, three or four minute TV reveal. I don't know. Have have the uh, red carpet filled with uh, pre-production lyrics and uh, drive they them up. They could easily it? do that. You know that that's that, the only problem there is is just shelling out money. 
So, uh, but, that, but wouldn't that make a bigger world impact than going to Shanghai? I guess it would. I don't know. I don't know why they couldn't do it. I don't know how many they have of the production vehicle. I don't know. It could be that they, they, they're not that far along in the production. So, hey, we have to answer this question, <clears throat> Les Jackson. I actually have a picture of it. What does this do? It's a car well, thing. This is what they call a, a car thing. It's a thing for your... It's a thing for your car. Uh, here, I'll tell you, this is from Spotify. And if you have a premium subscription to Spotify, you will get the car thing. And it is a way to... It connects to your phone and then... The phone connects to this car thing, which has some artwork up on it and a knob. And then that connects via Bluetooth to your radio or with an output cable. Sort of like what uh, they used to have for satellite radio. You'll get it free if you have a premium subscription. Hey, don't forget to check out on Spotify the Cruise Control Radio Podcast. Could be a good thing to get that car thing then. But uh, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. CruiseControlRadio.com is the website. I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to CruiseControlRadio.com.